Good evening, Tennessee Volunteer fans. If you heard that voice, that is the, uh, the great John Ward with another touchdown Tennessee call. Um, if, and again, I, I've listened to that thing a, a couple of times doing some of the editing, and I get chills every time. Just like I get chills when uh, Mr. Kessling calls the Vols into the checkerboards. But uh, that's another another call for another time. Welcome, everybody, to the VolQuest uh, General Quarters uh, fan, Tennessee fan podcast. This is actually number six. I just said sixth, number six. Um, and I haven't had uh, anything to drink yet. So, and I went to Georgia yeah. Tech. So it's a it's more of a math and science school versus uh, uh, you know uh, reading and writing. But that's again that's uh, that's on me for not knowing how to speak correctly. And we're doing a podcast here. But thank you guys so much for listening. I am your host, Georgia Tech Vol, the hostess host with the mostest hostess is going to be on the recruiting trip. So uh, we've got a lot of hostesses for a lot of this recruiting that's uh, coming up. So we're going to be talking (laughs) about that today, but I'm your host with the most here. uh, And we're excited because we've got a great bunch here today. Um, You know, we had Mr. Austin price with us uh, the week before. Um, If you're listening to this now and you're wondering why this isn't Sunday night, this is actually Wednesday. I, um, had some, I'll just call it technical difficulties on Sunday evening. We were unable to record. So we're going to do a midweek podcast and then we'll come back to the regular time on Sunday. So, um, such an exciting podcast. Um, not really any special guests this week. I will say that we have some things brewing that you guys are going to freak out. I'm freaking out thinking about it. We've got yes. some amazing guests that are going to be joining us. You will think that we're lying. You'll think that we're full of it. Uh, we might be full of it, but we're not lying. Um, so we're really excited about some of the guests that we've got coming soon. I'm not going to say any names because we want you to be surprised, everybody. So thank you guys so much for being here. I'm going to go through our, our uh, crew here tonight. We've got the lovable PTC Vol. Um, yeah. we've, we've got Pounding Thrill, Powell Vols, and... Um, Bleed Orange 23 is on. I do want to give a shout out to some of the other uh, hosts that we typically have on. Power T, um, he's licking his wounds tonight after the midterm elections, and especially our group chat that we have, our group text. Um, you know, shout out Power T. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, the blue wave was a little bit more of a uh, blue uh, wet fart, but. Um, Anyway, we're missing you, man. Hopefully, we'll have you on next week. I'll pass it to the crew. I've talked enough. PTC Vol, you want to say hey to everybody? Hey, guys. Good to be on again. Always enjoy this, bringing some uh, levity to the board. Uh, At times, some fun, some great news, and some fan analysis. May not be as deep as Jesse and the crew gets, but this is a fan's perspective, so I hope you all enjoy it. I love it. I love it. That's just like the uh, the musician that goes up on stage and says they've got a sore throat, so their singing might not be very good tonight. But uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you on anyway, man. Pounding Thrill, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. We're so glad to have you. You're like the calming voice of the group. You know, you've got me that's just like a blabbering idiot, and then PTC that says like Jeremy Banks is you know the next 
you know, second coming of Travis Stevens. Yeah, if if Jerry Banks didn't fumble all the time, he'd be a good running back, right? <laughs> right. <And> that, <laughs> yes. That's going to be our own segment at some point, uh, but it sounds like maybe he's solidifying, maybe at linebacker, we'll see. But, uh, you know, we're so happy to have you on here. Um, the man that is the weather quest man, and we are still waiting. I actually talked about this in our, the pre-meeting before we started. Powell Valls, thank you, man, for being on here. No weather quest tonight, or are we doing weather quest? How are you feeling? Um, there's really not not much to talk okay, about. Uh, okay. So, well, whenever I mean, when it's uh, when it gets closer to winter and it, things get you know a little more exciting, then I'm sure we'll have our opportunities to talk about it. So. No, I understand. I understand. And, We're on the uh, on the edge of our seats for the mild temperatures and breezy outside. <laughs> yeah, it's about to get. It's going to get pretty chilly next week, though, uh, around here uh, in Knoxville. The game Saturday is actually going to be pretty cool. I think it's uh, like mid forties for high, and like I think Ooh. by Saturday Saturday night it's going to be like in the upper twenties. So it's pretty Good. chilly. Yeah. See, yeah. this is there's your nine ninety five, everybody. So yep, there uh, you, you go. here first, but mm-hmm. you know, Powell, thank you for being on, man. And Glad to be here. Uh, finally, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, this man uh, was one half of uh, the the mother and father that that created me. Bleed Orange twenty three. Um, I think you're on wow. West Coast time, or else you'd be asleep by now, right? Or you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I took an extra cup of coffee, son. So oh, okay. Good, good, good. Well, I, I was asking you as well because this is, by the way, everybody, this is your special midterm election edition of the, the fan podcast. So I made sure that you had directions to the polling place, Dad, and everything as well. And so I'm glad that you did your civic duty. So thank you for voting. I didn't ask you who you voted for, but thank you for voting. And thank you for being. You got a good idea, son. <laughs> I, yes, we yes we do, and we will not do any political discussion outside of jokes. Um, Rob, I know there you're you listening. Rob Lewis and Jason Balls, I know you're listening because you're wet. You're ready to put me on that band hammer because I've gotten those a lot of times. So anyway, um, I will not do my Sean Hannity impression. That I, I literally was practicing in the shower this morning. I will not do that tonight because. It's really terrible. I do some pretty decent ones, but my Sean Handy is so terrible, so I won't do that. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's jump into this. I'm so freaking excited. This has been such a good week for how terrible the Charlotte game was. This week has been incredible with nuggets flying everywhere. I have been refreshing my pointer finger has been going crazy, refreshing the freaking screen for all these recruiting nuggets. So that's what, uh, one of the things we want to look at really quickly um, pounding thrill. I know that there was an interesting tweet from Jesse Simonton uh, the past hour or so. Yeah. Could you could you share that with the group? Yeah, Jesse's just bringing the heat with uh, with Bro, the head of your campaign and national security advisor, your deputy campaign no, chairman. No, 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 not that one, not that tweet. <laughs> that one went to how many threat? We had like six threads on that, and everybody got banned. We no, we all know Jesse, the Gated Dog. Data dog. He he tweets to the president directly to directly, the president. Directly, and I'm sure he got a lot of retweets from. Uh, it was a straight up troll attempt. He just was trying to rile up the board. Oh That's my goodness gracious! And he called him bruh too. That was really bruh. Uh, that was <laughs> that was instant triggered. Oh my gosh, there was instant trigger there. But uh, 
kudos Jesse for that one um, that you knew the the domino effect that that tweet would do but no we do have a really interesting tweet it's not going to be breaking news like tonight but for us it's breaking news so pounding thrill do you want to read it out to everybody yeah um, let me see if I can pull that one back up basically I guess so we got Crouch has come in on official visit everybody kind of understands that but then the other thing they put out there oh, that's um, is that there's also somebody else coming in. So I feel like they've got a big fish on the line. Uh, they're not telling us who it is. I, I suspect it's that wide receiver out of Georgia is my I gut. But, uh, um, Hazelwood. Yeah, Hazelwood. But there's they're just they, they keep teasing us with it. So it, it seems like it's legit. Somebody's coming in. They act like it's kind of a mystery man, but I suspect it ends up being Hazelwood. Um, so for whatever reason, the bag man – uh, was able to make his way to a number of people's houses because out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we have just gone in into overdrive with recruiting, and that's in spite of like the you know what we saw on the field on Saturday. Yeah, unbelievable, and, and thank you for that. And you know, this is what we're gonna start the the podcast off on is recruiting. Um, what a fire tweet from Mr. Simonton after last night. He redeemed himself just like in Dumb and Dumber, right? When Lloyd goes and or when uh, when Lloyd goes and gets the little whatever that you know little uh, vehicle that he has and trades in the the dog car and redeems himself, uh, Jesse, thank you for redeeming yourself with that tweet. We've got some studs coming in. We've already got Wanya Morris, who was just who's a cornerstone right of of your recruiting class, and right. now you're starting to get. I have said this from day one. I don't think you can win four games, five games, and I'll be off my you know pedestal here and we'll, we'll pass it to the group. You cannot win four or five. Maybe you could have in two different coaching uh, coaches ahead. So like maybe when Kiffin was here or when Dooley, you could still sell Tennessee and all this stuff. But now you have to sell results. Or in the years one and two, you have to cheat. Not Hugh Freeze cheat, but cheat in a way that – what we're doing right now. And I firmly believe we're cheating in a really great, really sweet, nice way. But we've got a guy at the the top, Mr. Philip Fulmer, whom hopefully if you're listening, which we're sure you are, because this is actually the um, top five most downloaded podcast in all of uh, East Tennessee. So, um, you know, we're really getting some big numbers here. So thank you, Mr. Fulmer, uh, A.D. Fulmer. But, um, you know, we're doing something right. So PTC, what are we doing right? How are we getting this momentum? What are your thoughts, man? I think a lot of it has to do with the change in administration and their thought process and how we get football back. Uh, you know, Fulmer has, was here for the glory years, especially in the 90s uh, and even when Majors was good. So he understands what Tennessee football is. He understands how to get that done. Does that mean Bagman? You know, I would hope it doesn't, but I'm not naive enough to think that we aren't cheating. And if we are, I just hope we don't get caught. No, that's good. I, I hope we don't either because I I just don't know how you go. I mean, look, we were in it for right for a long time. We were in it for Popo or mm-hmm. how do you say Papo. it? Papo. I will never say Popo. that right. I know. Pope, I'm Papo, Popo. No, no, I'm Popo. <laughs> <laughs> we were in it with him for a while and we obviously had Wanye. But we were in it for him, and he went to, you know, committed to Auburn. So we were second place there. But then you have Crouch that was in there, and I thought we were leading for him for a while, and then he's he's gone off the radar. And literally a couple weeks ago, even the the mods were saying he's off the radar. 
And then all of a sudden, you, there's nuggets, literally nuggets. I had to go get extra freaking Chick-fil-A sauce today. Literally, I was at Chick-fil-A. I had breakfast at Chick-fil-A and I had lunch at Chick-fil-A. Okay, because I really like Chick-fil-A and had a bunch of points. If you guys don't have their app, you should get it. Because, yes. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But I, I had to go. I asked for an extra uh, Chick-fil-A sauce for all the dang nuggets flying around. And everybody that does, when they talk about the nuggets on, on uh, the threads, whoever p- posts the images of chicken nuggets, keep going. That's freaking hilarious. I love it. It makes me laugh. Bleed um, on. Let me ask gonna, you something, yeah, GT. Go ahead. Um, did, you, did you notice that the one who came with the Crouch story wasn't one of the mods? It was uh, Rivals Friedman, I think it was. I ha- And that's, that's a good point. I haven't been on the board. Um, I've, I've been driving. I've actually made a thread in all caps at, um, at uh, defying the, the state driving laws of Georgia, all caps, no. I said, I hate Atlanta traffic because I've been driving in Atlanta traffic for three hours. So I missed everything. I, have, I don't know anything right now. So you guys are yeah, bringing the heat right now. So, so could you speak to that a little bit? Um, one of the main rivals, uh, I guess, staff members, I think it's Rivals Friedman. I'm not on the board right now, so I can't look it yeah, up. That's who it was. Uh, posted that it wasn't confirmed and that Crouch was coming and then put in an edit at 746 that he was actually going to be an official. And from where we were, you know, just a few days ago where pretty much everyone has written him off <laughs> to possibly having the number nine player in the nation coming to see us, right. that's still pretty big. And, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about this, you know, you know, maybe the kids just taking visits to visit, but why are you going to take a visit to a place that's going to be 20 degrees and, you know, wind blowing? You know, that's my take on it. Could he just be wanting to see what's going on at the campus and get caught a little bit? Sure. And you made good points about why would he come here. And I, I agree with those points, you know, why. But there are also other reasons why he would. And I'm hoping that he sees what Wanye is going to happen, uh, Lampley is going to be able to do here see some of the progress with some of the guys. Maybe he knows something about um, Darnell coming in. And, you know, even Bob Sacamano, our resident UGA uh, fanboy, oh, he says gosh, that Wright's that ours. Guy. I'm just kidding. He's a nice <laughs> He guy. says that Wright's ours. So maybe he knows something that we don't know, and he'd like to come in and do something great at Tennessee. I'd, I'd take him with a heartbeat. Um, even if he wants to come in and be in a linebacker core, that's fine with me because we need to get DK Jr. moving on out because he's a liability at this point. Yeah, it, DK's it, coming off his best game of the year, uh, I'd point out, I would say. But I, here's where we're at in recruiting. Let's look at it this way. We're 10th yeah. in the nation right now, okay? And um, it's it's a solid 10th of the nation ranking. You know, it's not like overly skewed with a bunch of big numbers or anything like that. We've got one five-star. Uh, I've always felt like rivals kind of overrated five stars, you mm-hmm. know, like um, in their rankings. But I just noticed this when I look it up. And it's kind of interesting. And if y'all are looking at it, don't say anything. But how many – y'all want to take a guess at how many teams in the top six of recruiting don't have a five star? Two. It's got to be zero. Four. Four. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's it's, – it's kind of a weird year for rankings. Everybody's kind of right there together. So hmm. I have felt like right – has been a strong Tennessee lean for a while. I think wow. I think we're wow. going to get right. Um, Crouch, I, I felt like that as the season was you know just getting ready to start, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of faded off. And I really felt like that was because of our our, our win loss record. 
I don't remember which one of the mods it was, but I feel like they were pretty consistent in that with Crouch. He needed to see something on the field. Right. Uh, you know, he wanted to see wins. That's a good It's point. a curious time for him to kind of ju- be jumping back into the boat if that's if that's what he wanted to see from Tennessee. Because, um, yeah, we had Auburn, but then after that, you know, it's just there hasn't been a – what have we had since then, I guess? Like a, you know, Charlotte, for crying out loud, Alabama. Right. I mean, I – I don't know. I'm 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 not going to get my hopes up on Crouch right now, but it's it's hard to it's hard to look at all the all the information that's been dumped on us here this week and not be really encouraged about our staff's ability to stay on guys and keep their ears open. And then after that, you know, you're going to get some of those guys. Some you're not, but you'll get some of them. Yeah, it's interesting. Really quickly on Crouch, um, he visited Michigan. And then that was one one official, and then that I guess that was this weekend. And then he's got Tennessee coming up, and then he said the the other official is Clemson for the Duke game. So he's got three, and I guess how many he can take as many as he wants, right? But th- those are the only three that he's got so far. And we well, can take five official visits. He can. He can only take five. I think any player okay. can only take five official visits. Um, That's right. They can That's go right. unofficially as much as they yeah. want to, but right. mm-hmm. official paid vacation visit, you got gotcha. five. Okay, no, that, that's good to know because so there's potentially two more. You're probably looking at an Alabama, and then I don't know who the last one is. But Has he um, gone to Clemson yet? No, he's got Clemson for the Duke game coming up. Okay. Clemson's, so. Clemson is, is, is who I felt has been the leader for a while. Michigan, yeah. obviously, I saw that one report that they yep. – they felt good. He's he's one of those just kind of floats around. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting where he ends up. I I think that we're probably a dark horse at best, mm-hmm. but I'll take that for for a guy who's a top ten player. So so, so bleed orange. He's um, he's going to be. It says on the rivals article at, at, on this Michigan visit. He's actually silently committing prior to announcing his decision at the all American the Army All American Bowl on January fifth. Um, he's only got three visits right now. Maybe he'll add a couple more. What's your gut feeling after this week, and then, or you know, after this Tennessee visit, what do you think the chances are, and how do you bring in a player of this guy's caliber to a losing program? I mean, what you know, what do you sell him on? Well, first of all, I've been working out, so my gut's not as large as it used to be. So the strength, wow. the strength <laughs> of that feeling may not be uh, what I'd like, but. Uh, now, I, uh, it's just the thing that I think we all sort of surmise is that, you know, what has is, what is Jeremy Pruitt got to sell? He's got playing time. And, uh, you know, when you sit there in the stands or watch it on TV and you see, uh, you know, Tim Jordan just watch a guy run past him to nail the quarterback, you know, and some of these things that are going on out there, it certainly is not difficult to imagine a path to the field. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. I think it's a dark horse, you know, he's a dark horse. Um, and, uh, you know, they all talk about relationships. A lot of them talk about that. They don't really care, uh, about the, what the one loss record is because, you know, they've got other things that they're going for. And, uh, you know, really, I don't, does anybody else on here, I don't have any real strong feelings for, for what he's looking for other than the, the typical, oh, well, you know, academics and, you know, want to play and all that stuff. So I think it's going to be a tough sell. I mean, if the, obviously, if the guy wants to go to a winner that's already in the oven, you know, Tennessee ain't it right now. Yeah, it's just, um, it's odd because, you know, Michigan's had actually, I think they've kind of, I mean, 
they did poorly. They had that big game at the beginning of the season, and then they they've kind of come on now. And then you got Clemson that's up there in the rankings. You got Alabama, and then you got randomly Tennessee. So it's like, right. do, does he really want to go to a winner, and he's just being nice to us, or does he legitimately like Tennessee? And that's why. Well, I've, when you look you know, at you know, when you look at somebody like Popo, um, he's. <laughs> Popo. Uh, you, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm he's probably that. Like I said, we are top five downloads in all of East Tennessee sports genres. Okay, podcast. So probably a lot of these recruits are listening in. So just let you. Know. Uh, I'll say, Pap, Pap, is it Papoey? Papo. Uh, Papo. I, I'm I'm trying to channel. You get one my more inner... chance before you're booted. So <laughs> I'm channeling my inner Kessling here. Leave me alone. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. So, <clears throat> so, you know, I think that Austin, you know, sent out all the buzzwords at once, talking about him, uh, saying the the uh, famous positioned nicely with Papo, and right. uh, and then he said something about whether or not Tennessee, Tennessee likes where they're at. Right. Yeah, likes where they're at. And he even took it a step farther by he saying, said that, can Tennessee withstand a late season run wow. by somebody else? Are these nuggets uh, so, all I mean, are these nuggets all happening like this afternoon? Did he when did this ha- when did he say this? By I think way. he said that on the podcast. Especially like Sunday, Monday, I think. Yeah, really? and on the podcast yeah. and stuff. There. Wait, on our podcast yeah. he said that. Or on the, <laughs> no, I'm like, no, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said that on our podcast. He's dropping nuggets. Uh, no, I think, and this is maybe a, a, I think it'd be really interesting if somebody had a nuggets thread that we could update nuggets from all the national guys, the Southeast guys, and then from the VolQuest uh, staff. Like a little buffet of nuggets? Exactly. You could show, if you wanted to go in and have a feel-good moment, it's only, it's like one person that can update, and it's all nuggets. I think that would be well, what about the What about the concept of somebody having their name there and then five nuggets right next to their name? Like... <clears throat> White nuggets, they sort of, they may refer to them well, as stars. white nuggets, and, and hold on now. This is a, I'm, listen here, Dad. This is 2018, okay? We don't, white nuggets, all right? We, I'm talking, <laughs> wait, wait, come on now. <laughs> I'm talking Xavier Leggett. He's okay, got those white right. nuggets, all those white nuggets next to his name. That is the new symbol for the guy's got a lot of dog in him. Well, is that – no, I, to that point, and maybe we're going off a little bit of a tangent, but I, I'm loving it though. Um, this whole – this white nugget or this nugget rating system, is this like the Dooley four-star that was not rated nationally or anything <laughs> that never really panned out and typically goes to JUCO? Or is this, you know, you're giving them five nuggets like the Jordan Youngs of last year um, and you're hoping that they're going to be a breakout player and we found them before everybody else did. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is he's the second-rated receiver on his team, but we think he's got more potential. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, so potentials. No, I I think it's great. I thought – It's like a varsity blues storyline, basically. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, no, I – just really quickly, going going a little bit further into recruiting here, I know we've kind of looked at the the Grayson, you know, studs. There's also Kenyatta Watson. We love you. We know you're listening, man. We think – think you're going to be of all powell i want to bring you up uh, really quickly some of the other guys what do you think i know they've brought in they've talked about emory as well the run he's a running back right yeah, yeah i think he's junior yeah yeah 
what 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 is the how are we doing this right now i literally how are we going from the doldrums of because it's it's almost like you've got to have some silent commits in there for all this stuff to start flowing together and also my other question to you powell is do you think that all these guys are kind of talking and they're thinking of like let's let's do something like very different let's let's make let's make tennessee great again like let's you know build something kind of like that 2015 or what was that 2015 class or what was that tw- uh, 2013 class with herd and those guys you know that these was 14, are not, I think. 14 that was 14 yeah so i missed on yeah. all the dates but the 2014 class right like is yeah. this that what do you think because this is uh, it's crazy what's going on right now i'm not saying we're going to land them and then we there's also hazel or hadelwood or whatever what do you, you know hazelwood. you speak to some of that yeah yeah um Something that something I was thinking about that's not really talked about a whole lot is like half of our staff has actually been recruiting these guys for two or three years before, mm-hmm. you know, before they got here. So it's not like they're brand new and, and stuff to them or, mm-hmm. and, you know, they've developed those relationships and stuff that are, it seems like they're really important, especially when you're, you know, you're not showing anything on the field and you hadn't for a few years. So, um, you know, it's interesting. It's it's sort of it's it kind of like last year a little bit where we we got in on. Now this was a little bit later in the process, and when after Pruitt came on, but you know there was like three or four like pretty big prospects that all of a sudden just sort of come up out of nowhere, and I even visited and stuff. And I think um, one of them was uh, ITS. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. As a yeah. Sir. Mm-hmm. And then um, wasn't it like. Snoop Dogg's son, or or a rapper's son, or something. Yeah, or is War, Warren son. G's? Is Warren G's? Nah, Warren G's son. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's son went to UCLA. Yeah, but how are um, those guys doing, by the way? I, I know one know. of them. Snoop Dogg's son is out of football. Who's that guy that's starting for like? Yeah. U, who's that guy at USC that's starting? ITS went to UCLA, yeah. didn't he? No, ITS yeah. went to USC. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a guy that's starting at corner on at, at USC as a freshman, I guess. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping that's not the treatment we're getting. Like we're, you know, we're the ugly, ugly girl at prom. Well, I mean, last year's that's a whole different dynamic, right? I mean, Pruitt gets hired. I don't remember when it was. Was it December? When did he get hired? Is before, is before the last championship. December, January, whenever it was, Pruitt gets hired. Obviously, you know, you're going to see recruits that, um, Butch and company liked that he has no interest in and vice versa, right? Yeah. But right now, you know, some of these guys, yeah, they've had, like, for instance, Crouch. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, Pruitt had a relationship with him going way back, or at least his coaches did, whoever. And we're just kind of hanging around. That's fine. But some of these other guys just feel like they came out of nowhere. Like Hazelwood, I don't remember his name being ever brought up before really connected to us. Well, Right. Well, he's and been he committed to, to Georgia, Georgia for a while. Yep. Well, so he decommitted. I do remember when he decommitted uh, a couple months ago, but uh, have we – like, did he ever unofficially visit during the summer? Is there anything? I, mean, I think it's been less than that. Connected? Okay. We're not even, been, like, listed in their day, in his. – I'm on his page right now. We're not even listed in, like, his list of schools. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you can expand that. That probably just lists at top five. No, I'm that, at you – know, I'm going all the way down. They got South Carolina on here. They don't even have us. Wow. So. All right. I, you know, so I, something, one one of the mods posted, I just looked at and tried to find it. I couldn't, actually, it may have been in that 
that one thread I linked to you guys. Let me pull it mm-hmm. up real quick. But they referenced that um, Tennessee's really hot with Georgia recruits right now. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that's a coordinated yeah. thing that, well, like you're referencing, them kind of talking to each other and stuff like that. I, no, you know, you know I, I don't know, but it's something. Something's changed in the last ten days, basically. All I so, know it's good is for us. there is a very big. Um, I think when I was looking at colleges, because um, I had I, you know, Harvard's of the world. You know, I had the pick of the litter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all kidding aside, but um, there was a there's a thing about going out of state where you're you know away from home that I I thought was you know, kind of neat. I think it would be really cool. And I think maybe these 18 year olds, they want that same thing where they're away from mom and dad and go and party, have a good time, et cetera, et cetera. And Tennessee ain't too far away. It's still pretty close to home where mom and dad can come see you on Saturdays, but they're gone Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday and Sunday. So, um, maybe there's something to that. I don't know, but all I do know is that we are on freaking fire and it is amazing you know, now they haven't recruited or they haven't uh, committed, obviously, but, um, you know, there's something, hey, can I, something's going can on. I, can I complain about Butch Jones for a second? Come on in. Let's not make a whole segment, but come on in. The water Right, just warm. real quickly, the I'll just tell warm. you, this, this is what I like about this staff and really every other staff that I've ever followed other than Butch Jones. They're actually going for the top guys. I yes, never understood yes. why Butch didn't do that. I remember there was that one year, like preseason, and Paul Fortberry's like, Listed everybody we were we were working for. There wasn't a single five star on the list, and I just remember thinking, how does that happen? I mean, you know, Pruitt is just going to go after them, make them tell you no. These are eighteen year olds; they're impressionable. Who knows what's going through Crouch's mind and why he may want to come to Tennessee? Right. There's lots of reasons why he may want to come to Tennessee. That's not what I want to say, but but he's <laughs> you, you're just shooting for him. Hey Hazelwood, right. you want to come up and see what we're all about? You never know. He may just sit there and say, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? I'll go this weekend. And boom, you set the hook. You know, he meets a pretty girl up there, falls in love with the facilities. You know, his parents love the, the, the support staff they've got around. There's just a number of things. So it's encouraging to see a staff, again, um, not afraid to go ask, you know, go ask the top recruits um, to come to come Tennessee. I don't know if Butch was just afraid that, of being turned down. Uh, but I think he just—he so. just never even like even tried for most of these top guys. Yeah. Unless they were well, in BT, Tennessee. If you think about it, look at all the different posts after the Alabama game, and you know pretty much everybody was in harmonious agreement for once on the board that Butch is incredibly insecure. Well, his yeah. actions definitely mm-hmm. show that, and more than likely in recruiting, he was the same way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were, we were unless unless uh, Butch is. You know, best friends, hairdressers, you know, cousin's husband was the father of the, you know, top 50 player. He wasn't going after him. I mean, that, and that's a good point. So it's nice to be, as a lot of people on the board say, you know, swimming in the deep waters or fishing in the deep waters now, right? We're not, you know, you know. But Butch Jones sits there and says, you know, top 100 offensive linemen, who needs those? Give me a tight end. I'll add 20 pounds on him, and he'll be the best road grader you've ever right. seen. Him. Oh, but wait, he's, he's got to have That's had a knee injury and not played for two years before you signed that tight end, too. Right? That's right. That's right. Good. I'll say, I'll say um, while that now looks really silly, it, he was at least trying to uh, recruit guys that would fit what he's wanting to do. I'm not, I'm not like holding water for him or anything like that, but, you know, he right. – 
I mean, he shouldn't. He should have been recruiting the best guys he could get at offensive line. But he kind of had a plan, which was, hey, I want to take smaller athletic guys, add weight to them, and hopefully they hang on to their athleticism. And so we can do, you know, some of the spread stuff that he wanted to do. But I mean, now it's it doesn't matter now. And so we're got we've got. I mean, I think there's one guy, one offensive lineman now that's over 300 pounds or something like that starting for us or something like that. I heard yeah. I read that somewhere. I mean, it's just that's ridiculous. I mean, those so, poor guys, they can't. I mean, they can't hold their own. I mean, they're just not heavy enough, you know. And yeah. so. It's sad. It's it's sad. And, you know, I think that's. Or go ahead, Powell. We'll segue. But with, that's that's a good point. Um, talk about recruiting. Um, and this guy's not a 2019 guy. He's a 2020 guy. But the the Jordan Davis, the guy, the guy that was committed to Alabama. Um, good point. Has, you know, he. There was some smoke there a little bit about maybe us talking with him and all this stuff, and then he all of a sudden. You know, most people felt like, including me, I felt like he was maybe trolling Tennessee a little bit on Twitter, and then all of a sudden he decommitted. And I mean, I think um, um, I think he's maybe friends with uh, with Banks, and so maybe went to the same high school or something like that. But you know, he's a, and it would be really good to get that guy. But he, I mean, he's next year, so it doesn't really matter right now. No, but also the good points. the linebacker, I can't remember what he, I cannot pronounce his name. I can see it, but the linebacker from California, yeah, I think he goes to Dallas Sal. What's yeah. his name? Tom I mean, there's been. Yeah, is yeah. It's just an E. Is it it starts with an E? No, it's last name starts with a T. He's like Hawaiian or oh, something. Oh, Henry maybe. something, yeah. Yeah. yeah I have no uh, idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. I don't um, look. He's he's like the number seventieth player in the country, I think. Yeah, he's sixtieth. Like yeah. his name keeps coming up and stuff. Yeah. And I, I actually he was the first guy that I thought about when I read Austin's Price, you know, his his little his think deal or whatever about maybe another top recruit coming in that they're not saying it who it is be, yet. Could be him. Yeah. So because his name just keeps coming up and like it's sort of like a forgotten person almost. But um, but anyway. No, that's good. And and talking about the offensive line, um, I know there are a lot of. Uh, hey, for clarification, G or yeah. Georgia Tech, it's Henry. And then I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's T O apostrophe O T O apostrophe O. So go at yeah. it. Oh, 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 oh. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah. let we'll let the professionals like Bob Kessling worry about that. So um, <laughs> shout out Bob. Know you're listening. Thank you for listening and your, for your support. Um, but uh, we'll make sure to tag you, Bob. But <laughs> uh, going into uh, the actual current football team again, we wanted to get recruiting not out of the way, but we want to talk about it because again, nuggets flying everywhere. I mean, I needed some French fries with those nuggets. Uh, let's talk about the Charlotte win. Um, I personally deleted the recording as soon as possible. It was so ugly. Um, does anybody want to talk about any potential positives that we saw out of the game outside of you know the defense holding the Charlotte team to three points? And positives <laughs> do you have that cue the cricket noise right i should have downloaded that one tonight i didn't know i i think you know like everybody it's kind of your offensive line um you know there was a lot of i mean it was just golly darn son you know i i had to be away for a little while and i came back and actually watched the the DVR thing, and I, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, you know, you, you pause it and you look at what people are doing and you see that, 
you know, pull number 51. He takes a couple of steps. This guy runs right past me, just kind of walks a little bit, looking around, just doesn't know what to do. And uh, so many mixed spots. And, you know, you look at, I think, you know, preseason we all talked about this, you know, how they were sort of trying to get these guys to cross-train. And then – so then you're trying to find out, you know, through that process, who really, who are your best guys? And we heard that about, okay, who's, you know, if we have, you know, five linemen out there and one goes down and do we put in the second string guy or do we put in the next best lineman, you know? So they're, they're trying to figure all that kind of stuff out. Then you got to figure out, you know, what is their best position? And, and you're, this whole time you're trying to figure out who's got the best chemistry um, and best individual technique and all that stuff. And then you come into the preseason and you've got a guy like Trey Smith you throw in there who's now in a new position and is just practicing the last couple of weeks of fall camp and missed the spring. And and then he's out and Brandon Kennedy is out. Um, it's Gosh, it's just been a hot mess looking at the offensive line. I, you know, I'm sure those guys are working their tails off and trying to met, get it right and do it right. Working but, like uh, heck. So do you think that work. there's any kind of miscommunication then because of um, the Fulmer meddling when he was at practice? <laughs> do you think there's, you know, maybe he's, you know, maybe when they're in the showers, you know, Fulmer's coming in with a towel and slapping them and saying, look, you need to do this, you need to do that, a little bit different. Oh, no, 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 or, no. Let's not start the Shiano threads now. <laughs> I'm, just oh saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, what there's got to, they cannot be performing this badly that I think Hart's, you know, first choice made a thread that offensively Tennessee's 119 in the nation or something like that. Yeah, that I mean, was hard. It's that bad, but then you can do what you did against, I mean, Auburn, they, maybe they were lucky on all those plays, those, those deep throws. And then I thought they had a great scheme for South Carolina. Were they, were they just trying to, okay, we're going to work on the run game, come hell or high water, or is it really, truly just terrible offensive play calls? Do you, do you think I, I, that Pruitt cares that he scores 14 points as long as he gets the win? Does he care about this, style? This is, this is my last thing here on this. Is I, I just I've seen a lot of homecoming games at Tennessee over the years. I've seen a lot of really bad games. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Tennessee's played. You need they to get just, some water. You can. Yeah, really. They just out. come out. They just come out flat all the time. And I've seen a lot of really bad games by Tennessee. And I just think it was another. I hope it's another throwaway game that they just played a bad homecoming game and they weren't up for the the opponent, and um, that they'll get it together. But you know that the offensive scheme itself was just. Horrible to watch, just horrible. I felt like you know, I interesting felt like I was stat that I, stat that Jesse brought up to your point. Uh, there, Bleed Orange is, I believe, it was Tim Jordan who was in on pass pro and oh gosh, completely yeah, whiffed on a block and got Garantano drilled. And I think he uh, was mentioning that the first PFF grade that came out was of a zero, a complete zero. Yes, yes. And I thought, good lord, wait, what? He had a zero? Yeah. He had, yes. yeah. How? How? Like, did he have no other stats? Or no. Was just like, <laughs> wow. I don't think, I don't, I, I'm, I've tried to figure that out too. I, I'm just assuming that he didn't have any other stats. I cannot remember if he carried the ball 
any or I don't know. I, I thought that was weird too. Mostly but... Madre London and Jeremy Banks that were carrying it. Who, yeah, who, pretty much. Which one back y'all talking about? Jordan. I think yeah. Jordan had a zero because Jordan had four carries. Blocking. Yeah. I think his blocking gave him a zero. Although I will oh. say that I saw several times he just flat out missed his holes. Whoa! Come on, this is a family show, Dad. <laughs> oh you know, gosh. let's 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 talk about running backs here for a second, because I mean, all right. So, listen, our offense. Well, I'll talk about offensive line here in a second. If we yeah. circle back around to that, but this is what this is what just baffles me when I'm looking at our our, our you know, the amount of carries that and how they were divided up in that game. Jeremy Banks got 11 carries in that game. The next highest carries was was Tim Jordan with four. Okay. Fields and me, one. Madre London, two. Tyler Chandler, two. You know, it goes on down. How is that possible that a guy who you moved from running back to linebacker and then you move him back gets, you know, damn near half your carries basically going into that game? Now, I know Ty Chandler was probably banged up, but let's assume he was. I don't even know why he gets any carries for that. He got one carry. He only gets one carry. Tim Tim Jordan gets four carries. And I know PTC like Jeremy Banks and everything. And I agree, he's a talented player if he doesn't fumble. But but how how do you switch a guy, you know, to linebacker, and then two weeks later he's back at running back and you throw him in the game, you give him 11 carries? How's that happen? Well, he what, didn't forget. What are they trying to, to accomplish? What kind of message are they trying to send their players at that point? Well, he didn't forget how to play uh, running back for one thing. Two, through a manage through a man against Charlotte, is because they wanted to limit Jordan and Chandler because these uh, Pruitts said they were both banged up. What that actually means, who knows? Uh, maybe it it was actually severe enough that we need to make sure that they're ready for the stretch run because obviously Banks is going to be number three on the depth chart since he can't hold on to the football. Um, we need Ty Chandler to be the bell cow, uh, and the one thing that baffles me about what you said is that CFA only got one carry. He's got speed and he's got shiftiness. We need to figure out a way to get him more involved in the running game. Or, you know, like we talked about on the last podcast, short throws, um, you know, spread them out wide, you know, run a bubble screen or tunnel screen to him and let him do what he does in space. But we can't, I don't, I don't understand why we continue to have Madre London carry the ball at all. I mean, the guy's a grad transfer. He may be an undrafted free agent. I mean, there's really no reason to play him. Why are we still using him? You know, run with uh, the depth chart of four. Go, you know, Chandler, um, Jordan, Jeremy, and CFA. And CFA kind of, in my opinion, needs to be 2A with uh, the skills that he has and speed. Him and, Ch- him and Chandler on the field at the same time in the backfield would be actually pretty cool because you're going to have to – you're gonna have to, yeah. You're gonna have to guard, you know, both of them. I mean, you can't just leave one of them, let them, you know, let one of them run out, and uh, and stuff. But uh, with I just with Banks, I wonder if maybe we were trying. We were actually saying here, here's your chance to run the ball and not fumble it, and then see if he does, you know, or whatever. But um, I I can't figure out any other like what what you all were saying. It doesn't make sense that they give him all those carries. Um, you know, after moving him back from linebacker like that. 
I mean, like, you know, I know he didn't forget to play running back or, or how to play right. running back. It's just an odd thing that, I mean, you, you just, you switch them back, you switch, bring them back over and then you get them on. And let's, uh, you know, let me be clear on this. Well, let's, let's make sure we're clear on this. He wasn't successful with those carries. Okay. He had 11 carries for 24 yards. His longest run was nine yards, you know, so mm-hmm. just a little bit over half of his yards came on one run. That's it. So it's not like he was having some success. Let's keep feeding the ball type thing. I mean, nobody was having success for that matter. I, well, Phil's and me did have 10 yards on one carry, I'll point out. But um, it just – I, I really if, – if I sit back and look at it, you know, when I watch that game, my whole – and I can't go as in-depth as Power T can on this stuff or maybe some of y'all, but I don't know what they're trying to accomplish in that game. I don't know what their game plan was. Um, it's, it's so frustrating to see our offensive line – continually watch guys run right past them and then turn around just looking bewildered at like what happened. It's, I don't understand how we're still having people completely unblocked blasting through our line and our, and everybody just looks confused this late in the season. Um, That's, that's alarming at this point. If it doesn't look, if it, if it doesn't look right, then there's, you know, it, it may not be right. What I mean is guys getting just, I mean, pretty much just letting guys go is very weird. Um, yeah. That's almost, there was a couple times it almost looked like it was on purpose. And I'm not trying to say that, but oh, I mean, wait, hold on, but, I mean, now, hold on. Here we go. But, this is some yeah. juicy, come on, Powell. So is there a conspiracy, I mean, the Christ? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point to that, Powell, and, you know, kind of say something. Uh, I forgot who it was that posted on the board. They said they heard some chatter that, you know, the O-line isn't real happy with JG because he tends to hold on to the ball uh, too long. And, well, you know, we all agree there and make some other poor decisions, doesn't move or shift or slide in the pocket and can, you know, isn't doing anything to help out the offensive line at all. And that – when Chris is in, as we saw in the Alabama game, that ball comes out of his hand pretty quickly. Um, so they might, they kind of, they might, kind yeah, of they, might they may have an argument there with that. But when, but there is no argument though for them when we run the ball, and literally the running backs get hit pretty much as soon as he hands it off or, or takes the hand off. Yeah, I mean that's and that that's not just a couple plays a game. I mean it's half the plays. That we when we run the ball, and so they can't. I mean, they can't complain about that or try to act like that's the quarterback's fault or whatever on that. I mean, that's just that's them. And um, but I don't know. It just there was no effort. I mean, that's like the worst effort I've ever seen. I think out of uh, any you know unit ever. I mean, it's, I just don't know what to think about them. Powell, I'll I'll pose this first to you, and then I'd like to hear everybody else's um, opinion on this. Do you think they just kind of quit? It almost looked like it. I kind of like, like they were maybe not quit, but they were just so frustrated. Um, and you know, I don't know how to say it, but I mean, it, I don't know if it's no, I don't know if it's they just run run out of interest or what. But there's just nothing there. No excitement with them. No no drive to be good to you know and you would think uh, with us obviously trying to run the ball a little bit more that that would maybe 
you know, get them going a little bit, maybe, you know, because offensive linemen, obviously, they like to run the ball. And so you would think that would maybe, you know, turn them on a little bit or whatever, but I mean, this is the worst I've ever seen. Um, that's running the ball. That's unbelievable. Well, and it's it's not, you know, we're not seeing some of the bad Tennessee lines that I've seen recently, okay, like go, going back to when Gilliam was there and stuff like that, like a few years back. You know, it was basically just – uh, a real lack of talent, right? I mean, you know, you had a left tackle who couldn't get out of his set and the guy's blowing right past him. You got mm-hmm. him getting, you know, swim moved and pushed aside and all that kind of stuff. What we're seeing here is, is not just, I'm not even at a point right now where I can sit there and say it's it's the it's the talent level of some of these guys. It just, it really, when I'm watching as like a layman fan watching these games, it feels like the coaches are doing an atrocious job on making sure the players know who they're supposed to block. They're, they're okay on they're getting they've gotten. Can we all acknowledge that they've gotten better in pass protection? I mean that you know that's that feels yeah like I think so some improvement. It's in the run game yeah. where it's just they yeah. just seem to be you know completely on different pages on who they need to block and everything else. I just pulled up a stat. Looks like Tennessee is 125th in the nation. Um, in, uh, in tackles for a loss allowed at 74. I don't know. Let's see. What's that come to? That comes up to 8.22 per game tackles for a loss. I mean, that's not sacks. That's on run games. That's, a, that's, that's terrible. And we probably had a couple games where we weren't that bad at it, but, uh, it's just, it's really frustrating to see. That's kind of the most disappointing thing I've seen. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of it I really want to lay it. I've, you know, Hart's first choice puts out a thread out there about why doesn't Helton get blamed enough for this or why is he getting a pass on this? You know, I want to take it to a different route, to be honest with you. My, my, my thing is why is Friend get a pass on this? I mean, it's the offensive line is what's clearly holding our offense back. So, you know, I don't blame a, a, an offensive coordinator necessarily if they're calling a play and it's not working and it's the offensive line consistently that's, that's causing that. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the people that automatically want to jump to Helton. Clearly, he's part of it, and he's the offensive coordinator, so he needs to get his offensive line coach on board. But Will Friend is the one who, who you know, if I were Pruitt, I'd probably be walking into his office and saying, you know, what are you doing? You're making me look bad. Um, so That's Fulmer's job. <laughs> right. Fulmer yeah. Metal, metal, metal. Claney, Claney 88. That's uh, that's your shout out. Why don't we get him out? Why don't we get him out there? And put him on the freaking, uh, put him on the freaking line. He'd be better than anybody we got right now. Uh, hey, <laughs> give him some shorts and a whistle. Get him out there. Um, there was so, a. Yep. Go ahead. One, there was um one play in particular talking about the offensive line. There was one play in particular, and this is more about effort, I think. But uh, we ran. It was one of our. Is a play action pass that we were running but all the offensive linemen they like they all slanted to the left basically blocked down to the left okay and um the uh team was playing the defensive end that they had they was playing a four-man front and the defensive end that was lined up on our right guard or right tackle um actually beat um Drew Richmond to the inside, which is where mm. Drew was actually going, beat him mm. to the inside between him and the guard, 
and got past him with barely even getting hit. And I mean, I, I went back and watched that like it's quite a few times, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's like he didn't even try to block him, and he's the he only didn't. guy there. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I'm wondering, like, something, that's just weird. That's that play I was talking about where he just, he did not touch him. Didn't touch yeah. the guy. And then he just kind of took a few more steps to his left. Like, yeah. Know, I'm, I mean, he just stand there. He didn't even go hit anybody else. He just kind of I know it. lost. Yeah. Lost. Wow. But, you know, this is really what we call uncomplimentary football. Um, <laughs> you know, these, these guys. He, he, um, go ahead. He, he, he obviously needs more mental reps. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe wow. that's what he was doing, is repping it mentally and just right. forgot the physical part. But, yeah, forgot he was uh, actually on the field, huh? Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, there's, there's those things that we see. I mean, when are we ever going to pick up a corner blitz? That, that corner blitzes just kill us. Well, and mm-hmm. everyone picks up our dang corner blitzes whenever we do it. Well, yeah. I think some of this goes back to one of the things, and, and I'm not trying to make a big, huge argument here, but, you know, when Chris came in in the Alabama game, it seemed like did the line just start blocking better? Did he call better protections? Um, you know, did he just take control of the game in a different way? I, I think he did because um, suddenly our quarterback wasn't getting hit the same way. So are you a Chris um, Stan well, I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, how can I say I'm a Chris fan because we've got such a small sample size, well, and you know, I, I, you you can't just you know, JG had a great game against Auburn, and and uh, a lot of good stuff happened there, and you know, things. I, I just could see a difference when Chris came in there. I don't think it has anything to do with an offensive line wanting to block for one or the other. I think it was just a matter of things were being handled differently. And, you know, maybe that's part of uh, JG's issue is that he's still learning the game and Chris has more experience. And, uh, my gosh, everybody would love for JG to be the man, to show that he's the man, improve it week in and week out because that makes our future brighter. But mm-hmm. well, sometimes How surprised were you guys that Chris didn't play? Very. Yep. I mean, I, I thought that was kind of an odd – Odd thing. I mean, I, it's not like we were necessarily clicking. It seemed like a logical game to put him in there, um, and and I was surprised it didn't. But we were, to, you know, we well, were we told have... before before the before the South Carolina game, we were told that he was going to play, um, and uh, or they announced that on TV, and I think I saw a couple tweets about it or whatever that Pruitt said, you know, that both quarterbacks were going to play, and I was happy for. I was wanting to see KC play, um, just. Just to see if any of our uh, thoughts about getting the ball out faster, calling, getting getting us set up in the right run blocking or uh, uh, pass blocking, you know, picking up blitzes, that kind of stuff, all those calls they got to make. Just just curious if um, you know that's if that is an issue, and we didn't get to well, see him play. Forget. But but go ahead. Yeah, forget Chris. I mean, half of the board was calling for Shroud to get out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We thought we were yeah. going to be going deep. <laughs> but we, we, our offense wasn't our problem with South Carolina. Um, we, I, fe- I felt like we moved the ball pretty well. Um, again, yeah. and I thought JG played well. Um, you know, I don't know yeah. how much better, you know, KC could have played. I don't, you know, I don't know. 
But that you know that didn't cost us the ball game by the way our offense performed. I don't think. Even though we didn't run the ball very well, but that is what it is. So do well, we turn it around? Do we turn it around this week, though? You know, how do we how do we uh, beat Kentucky? We've got that. Speaking of a big blue wave, we got a big blue wave after uh, they they got dismantled <laughs> by the the Georgia Bulldogs. We got uh, what what are they ranked right now? What's Kentucky ranked? Eleven. Oh my! Still number eleven. Yeah, they failed. I mean, they only failed right two now. spots. Tennessee versus wow. Kentucky. Kentucky's number eleven. So. I mean, goodness gracious! Um, you know, they they got. I felt like they got pretty much manhandled that game against Georgia, and they they only dropped two spots, which is crazy to think about. But you know, you've got a confident. I hope I would assume a, a confident uh, Kentucky team coming into into Neyland Stadium, and uh, in front of a raucous, I'm sure, hundred two four fifty five. Um, do we have enough? I mean, we just talked for probably 25, 30 minutes about how terrible the offensive line is. Can you offensive overcome line it? isn't really going to be our issue, I don't think, with Kentucky. It's going to be whether or not we can stop Benny Snell. I mean, you know, we've talked at length on the board about it starting pretty much in the offseason. You know, how are we going to stop him? And it's continued this week. Load up yep. the box, put eight in the box, and dare them to run it. Well, you know, the guy's run against those fronts his whole career. He knows how to get out there. And if they can, you know, find even the semblance of a passing game, you know, fine. But if we stop him and they try to beat us through the air, I think Taylor and I think Thompson, and I'm hoping we can get Flowers back this week, I think we can – do pretty well against those guys. Well, we're only going to have Taylor for probably the first half of the game. When he gets, <laughs> he's going to get targeting at some point in the game. But, probably uh, Snell. <laughs> Kentucky's got a really good defense, PTC. Yep. They're, they're yeah, nervous. You know, we could we could struggle with them. They've got that one uh, linebacker, Ed yeah, Rusher guy, who, who, who probably going to eat us alive. Jordan. Um, is it Jordan Allen or Josh Allen? Jordan Josh Allen, thank like you. A, yeah. Something, Allen, but you know it's it'll be. I I think I think Kentucky's fairly one dimensional on offense, so that's that's a good news. But you know their one dimensional is running the football, and that's been not easy for us in a lot well, of games. Well, and so. I think this is where our studs on defense have to really come out to play. You've got Shy Tuttle, and again, Alexis Johnson has been my superhero for the for the season. He's got to have a good game. Both these guys have to show up. They have to be disruptive, and they have to be sure tacklers as well. So if you've got a chance to get a, a tackle for a loss on Snell, you've got to either impede him from going forward or tackle his ass. Like you've, mm-hmm. they've, they've got to have a big game. And then the guys on the edge have got to have a big game too. And then, you know, Pruitt has got to have a good game calling defensively. Like, you know, I was saying earlier, we were doing some of those, I guess, run blitzes or whatever, bringing the cornerbacks in and things like that to try to help with the run game. We've got to do stuff like that. You know, we, we've got a scheme – to be able to stop Snell and then just force them to pass. And then you've got Alante, you know, helmet to helmet Taylor, you know, <laughs> on one side. And then, you know, you've got Thompson on the other, who's a freaking stud. So they ain't going to pass the ball on us, I don't think, obviously. But I did stop their own. I never really thought I would ever, I would say this, but um, we, we need, I mean, we, I hope we can get Flowers back, but if we can't, 
we need we really need Abernathy back. Um, what? Hold on. Talk, no way. Dude, Hold on. Now. Dude, he is better than Todd Taylor Jr. <laughs> Todd Taylor Jr. is get. I mean, he. I mean, I'm just. But that's all we have. He's, I'm. I'm right. much rather have Flowers, worse. but. Yeah, he's getting. He is. I can't believe how slow he. I mean, but it ain't his fault. I mean, he's right. everything he's gone through and stuff. It's, you know, he's kind of getting thrown out there, and so. But I'm just thinking. You know, I'm not saying Abernathy is good. It ain't that. Hey, Shanberger got on the better. field last week. Did he play? Can he stay out yeah. of the doghouse? Yeah, I don't know how much he was in it, but I, I know at one point I saw him out there, and I just thought, all right, finally, like get that guy out there. So maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe Can he's we see what's kind of a mystery, man? DE? What's up? Can we see Bumpus at DE? I mean, they, I did I, not see that. He's moved around so no, much. I'm man. asking, can we? I mean, oh. the guy's been like, you know, offensive guard. I think he's been tight end. I think he's been safety. I think he's played about every position. <laughs> you know, right. at least on the de- at least on the depth chart, he's listed everywhere. But, I mean, I, th- I think I think I think they alluded that he's he's one who in the off season he's going to go over to the defensive side of the ball. I just think from a depth perspective, uh, depth perspective, they need him at tight end because if we don't have him over there. You know who's that? Leaves with basically two tight ends. DWA right? and Eli. Yeah, yeah that's it. I mean, Pope so and they run two tight ends all the time. So they kind of just from a pers- personnel standpoint, he's got to stay on offense right now. But if we can get these, you know, the two freshmen coming in next year, I'd say he's going to be over on defense. But we got to see Shamberg. We got to see JJ Peterson <laughs> last week. Hopefully, those guys can you guys, uh, help us. So you guys think Jacob Bourne is ever going to factor in well, at tight end? That's what exactly. That's the question I was about to ask. Um, I couldn't remember his name, but uh, he has played this year, though, right? I mean, he's played quite a bit, right? I think he's special teams. Uh, th- that's it. But I've heard yeah. plans to redshirt him, so I don't think he's been in. You know, obviously oh, okay. he came only playing four games, and he's a freshman. But I also, I think, remember Jesse saying it that he needed to put on some size and you know basically spend a year in the weight room. Uh, before he's able to do anything really as a tight end because Pruitt's offensive style is, you know, blocking tight ends, send them out some, send them out some and catch some passes. So he's got to put on a lot more size and hopefully he can keep his athleticism too. And didn't, uh, didn't James Brown play a little bit earlier in the year? I don't ever, I haven't ever, I, you know, I've seen him on the sidelines once or twice, but I haven't seen him in any games. Okay, uh, I was thinking just... he caught up. I was DWA, Eli Wolf. Austin Pope's apparently banged up right now, right? That's why he hasn't been out there and I don't know. back anymore. I think I saw that in one of the chats. He's, he's, he's been a little banged up. Um, but I, well, here's, yeah. a, here's an interesting stat really quickly. Um, I want to get y'all's take on it. Special teams. I mean, I'm looking at their – I feel like we've been decent on special teams. I mean, we've missed all of our onside kicks, which, I, you know, whatever. But – um, punting and, and field goals, I feel like we've been pretty decent. They've got a guy, right. Miles Butler, that outside of um, 30 yards, he's two of six. His longest field goal of the year is 40. Do we have an advantage there? Because, I mean, do you, or do you guys think this is going to be even a close game where kicking you know, and special teams will be a factor? And is, do we have the edge there? I think we do. What do you guys think? I think we have the edge on special teams, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously, you know, I, I, I bet Pruitt's told Chandler, you better not freaking take another kick out of the end zone. You know, you better fair catch that. 
yep. it, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not going to really have any great returns, I don't think. But I, I really do think from a punting perspective and from field goals, we've we've got an advantage there. And this guy is shaky from even 30, 30 to forty. He's shaky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a senior. You would as, you know, assume your senior kicker is going to have a better than a forty two percent field goal percentage, but um, it looks like he's only just done extra points all year. <laughs> I mean, the guy's attempted wow. seven field goals all year. So, um, hmm. and he's missed, you know, what a, he's missed four of them. So, you know, that, that can actually cut two ways. If they know that he's not worth it at all. Kicking like game field goals, They yeah. obviously are, you know, in position for him to at least attempt a field goal, you know, within normal range. So that means more than likely in those situations, we're going to be facing a fourth down and short, and our defense is going to have to come up with a stop. Mm-hmm. Well, even those those third and nines and those third and eights, you know, you've got to – and I'm hoping that we're scheming for that too where, you know, maybe they're not trying to get all of it, all of the eight or nine yards on that third down. You know, what if they get six or seven and then it's a fourth and two? So hopefully we're prepping – you know, prepping the guys. And I, I think the, the like defensive backs, for instance, you know, Taylor and Thompson have done a great job of playing really tight on the receivers. It, you know, it feels like night and day versus last year where we've given mm-hmm. the guys, you know, you know, uh, Emmanuel Mosey, Mosley, you know, we love you, man. Sorry that you got hurt in the NFL, but uh, it's like and this guy was Justin Martin. Yeah, four two speed, four three speed, all this great stuff, and these guys are playing twenty yards off of the receivers. So, yeah. um, you know, I th- hopefully in you know these third down scenarios, we we play them really tight. Um, just off that point, if they get a you know close, they're going to go for it on fourth. I don't think they're going to be trying to kick field goals. Um, so, I thought that was an interesting uh, stat. The other stat I was going to ask you guys really quickly. Um, do you think we've been hurt by the big play at all? Or do you think we've done a good job this year? Because that's one thing that gets me nervous is, I mean, South Carolina game, we freaking lost the game because of a big play. You know, that 80-yard touchdown or whatever. What, oh, yeah, how do we eliminate yeah. that? Because, you know. Um, Besides the Alabama got, game. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, to, that's, I just, I, that's out of my memory, man. I don't even want to talk about yeah. that. You've got you to remember, GT, that um, – on those plays in South Carolina, if we'd had Abernathy or Flowers in, yeah. it would have been different, completely different. Yes. Um, yep. However, you know, depending on who's back there at safety, you know, maybe we move our star back to safety and actually play him back there. And isn't that Theo Jackson who was mostly star? Yeah. So why don't we maybe move him back there? Somebody who has maybe a better head for how things are going, and not Todd Kelly Jr. I know the guy's smart and he's going to the medical school when his career at UT is done, but he doesn't have the wheels anymore to really be in the right position, even if he knows where he's supposed to be. So why not find the guy who's the most cerebral player in our back back end defense? Make sure he knows what position to be in as well as understanding that he's got to have the speed and the skills to get there. I mean, how can he not even take angles? Like, how can <laughs> Todd Kelly not just take a really wide angle to not be beat? Like, can we just not give up? And, and you know, looking at the stats, I mean, the receivers for Kentucky, I mean, they've got – they have two – they have one guy that's had a touchdown 
receiving touchdown greater than 50 yards. So they don't have a bunch of, you know, barn burner guys. They've got one guy that's got five, Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean, he's a good player and stuff. He's got three touchdowns. He's know. a kickoff return. He's a return specialist. So he's, right. um, he, um, the, what, um, what, what was the, what was the game that they won right at the end of the last play of the game where they threw a touchdown Missouri. pass? Yeah, okay, well he, well, he returned a kickoff for a touchdown that got him on the board, that kind of got him, you know, kind of got him a little bit of momentum. Um, yeah, he, he like, had 166 I, yards that game receiving. Okay. So, um, and uh, I think it's uh, Baker or um, – Yep, Dorian Baker. Other, yeah, he's pretty good. He's yep. a little bit of a taller guy, yep. kind of a big body guy, not really a fast guy. But I mean, they've got two receivers good. with more than 11 yards or 11 catches on the season. Mm-hmm. You know, one's got 49. So, you know, not only are they one-dimensional running the football, they're pretty much one-dimensional in passing the football too. And right. that's that mm-hmm. Lynn Bowden Jr. guy. You know, right. that's the yeah. – Put put Taylor on him and tell him you know don't leave his pocket. Do they do they yeah. use their tight ends heavily? I'm trying to look and maybe at the stats. They got that C.J. Conrad guy. He's their he's their well he's their second from a reception standpoint, second leading receiver from yards. He's third, but it looks like he doesn't really get the ball. That sounds like he's a possession tight end. Right, right. So he he doesn't seem like he's going to be kind of a huge big play kind of guy but um i you know again i'm just trying to think about where maybe their playmakers are outside of snell that we're going to have to make sure that we're not giving up some 60 70 yard play. i mean we cannot give up those plays if we want to win this game mm-hmm. so you got to be solid in the run game you know let snell get his if he gets 150 yards he gets 150 yards but we you've got that means you got to lock down everywhere else so yeah um, anything else, guys? Let's. I say we do predictions. Unless anyone else has any other kind of keys to the game or anything. Well, yeah, I, um, with um, with Snail or with yeah. it seems like this year. Um, oh, not with Snail, but just with us, our run defense. I don't feel like we've given up a whole bunch of big plays. Yeah. But it, um, it feels like we get like kind of like bludgeoned to death almost. Like we're yeah. giving up six or eight yards every time instead of two yards every time or something like yeah. that. I mean, it. I've it, got a stat it's like, for you on that, pal. Yeah. So we're apparently, in, in if I've, I've got a website here that that ranks this stuff on, you know, um, on a national level for for plays over twenty yards. Tennessee is, I think, let's see, forty third in the nation, which is better than I thought we would have been. That ain't for bad. Plays over ten yards. I'll have to look and find it, but I mean, we're not. We're not terrible on big plays. We're 35th in the nation for plays over 10 yards. You're right. We just get we just get you know easy three, four, five yards all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. again that's a nine that's a nine ninety five stat right there. Jesse Simonton, eat your heart out. Uh, do some more <laughs> research there. But uh, no, that, that that's all good stuff. And and hopefully we're not. We'll you know again find a way. And that's I think it's the defensive line play. You got to have Shy Tuttle show up. You got to have. Alexis Johnson and can someone like an Emmett Gooden, right? Can they get some some burn and make some plays? Um, so I wonder what the I wonder what the the magic number on third down, like for this game, um, like third and five, like anything more than that, you feel okay about probably because they don't throw the ball that well. Um, you know, I was just wondering what the kind of over under or the where the cutoff line is on third down, just trying to get them in situations where they. Um, 
they you know they have to throw it um you would you would think on third down if they did try to run it anything more than five yards we got a chance anything less than that we probably don't have a chance yeah and i'm looking up right now they are um 40.59 on third downs that's their percentage this year so i don't know i mean that puts them is that good 50th in the country okay about average then yeah no the pack I'm trying to see. We are 43, so we're a little bit. We're at 41.23%. Alabama, obviously, number one, 56.3%. So, um, Georgia. Hey, can I, can I make like a little fearless prediction here? Yeah, man, go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, here's here's my thought on this. If we can get Batuli in the 15 tackle range, yeah. we're going to win this game tomorrow. Like I, I, I You it. know, I want to see him in the game. I love I want to see right. him like – Wrapping people up, being aggressive, getting on the, you know, not getting kicked out of the game. That's right. no small. He needs feat. a Georgia Tech game. Yeah, yeah, he needs mm-hmm. he needs something like that. I want to see him get get in the game, and if he can get fifteen tackles, I feel really good about our chances to win the game. No, that's a good that's a good point. So you, so, well, this definitely. Go ahead. No, go ahead, pal. Well, this definitely fits his game better than, or this game fits his game better than, um, like the South Carolina or Missouri or any of those other games. He's, he's just, his, you know, past defense is not his, you know, it's not what he does well. And um, so hopefully this, he'll maybe shine a little bit. Like he played, you know, he did pretty well in the, the Charlotte game. I know that the speed is the same. And so he may have a little bit of advantage there against who he's playing against. But he, I don't know, he looked a little more active at least. He's, he's instinctual. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he knows when to just, put it in gear and go and, and, and just attack the ball carrier. There's no like yeah. tilt around or anything like that. Uh, you know, this is, this is a game where, you know, I would think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of uh, base formations, you know, the Tennessee's going to have your, you know, your seven in the box. I don't think you'll see a lot of five DBs or anything like that in this game. Um, and uh, I feel, I feel all right going into it. I think this is the type of game that Pruitt knows, and can scheme his defense and say, all right, if that's what you do and you do it really well, I can go stop that thing right there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. can can they beat us with, you know, with something that they're not as good at? So we'll start with you then. So what do you think the uh, – you don't have to do score of the game, but Tennessee victory, yes or no? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. PTC, I heard you say yes. Yep. All right. Powell? <sighs> I'm gonna say yeah. It's if it was at Kentucky, I would say no. But since it's home, I think that could. That's uh, I think that's pretty big. So yes, um, I believe Tennessee. Wow. Okay. So we got three yeses. Um, Bleed orange. I think his meds kicked in, so he's he's gone for the night. So. Um, Nighttime pills. Yeah. So his his <laughs> metamucil and all the other stuff it started to kick in. So he's he's done. Um, I I think he's more of a. Uh, He's probably a no. He'll he will never say no, but he he'll say all these points and then he'll say, well, you know, maybe they'll they'll pull it out, but I'm gonna say no for him. I the, is the game a four o'clock or is it a CBS three thirty? Three thirty. Is it CBS though? No, it's uh, SEC Network. Jefferson Pilot. SEC okay. Network. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So. I thought that was a weird time for that game for yeah. SEC Network because usually that game's at four. Exactly. I, was, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other three thirty game is. Yeah, interesting. I, you know, I think it's. I think with it being at home, and I think the the kicking game is going to be the guy's going to. 
if we can get them in, you know, fourth and long where they're going to have to force the guy, force the guy to kick in Neyland, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be, a, you know, a bit, and we can play field position. It's going to be a close game no matter what, but I think Tennessee wins. And I also I will put in a, a ten dollar chip in the in the pot as well uh, to what Pounding Thrill said. Uh, Daniel Batuli, uh, he said fifteen tackles. I am going to say Tennessee wins, and um, Darren Kirkland Jr. will have a turnover, so he'll either have an interception or a fumble forced. So we will turn over Kentucky, and I think it's going to be Darren Kirkland Jr. So I think he's been on the kind of the upswing and, you know, hopefully I'm not calling him out and he's injured or something. So let you guys let me know, but, uh, and I didn't hear anything, but, uh, so cool. So we've got our predictions in, uh, really good stuff. Um, been in such an amazing podcast so far. We've got a couple more things we want to talk about everybody. Um, do we want to talk about bowl? Do we make a bowl or not? Or do we want to go into basketball? What do you guys want to do? Man. I just think I think it's the same thing. I think we make. I mean, we win tomorrow, and we're in the driver's seat for a bowl. I mean, not tomorrow, yeah. but Saturday. Yeah, if we yeah. win tomorrow, um, we're making a bowl. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of bowl is it going to be? Though? Yeah. <laughs> the legal kind or the good kind? Right. Um. Anyways, but yes, I think if we win Saturday, I think a bowl. I'm. I'm. Right now, I'm seventy five percent sure we make a bowl. We make a we win Saturday. I'll bump that up to ninety three percent. Okay. Well, because whoever again whoever was correct in their predictions gets a uh, gets a gift card, uh, Chipotle gift card. Um, and thank you, Paul Fortenberry, for supplying those. Um, but we had the predictions a while ago already. Power T is out because he said eight and four, um, so he's out of the running. And I've got everybody else's uh, predictions. So whoever gets it correct gets a, a nice Chipotle gift card. So, um, so we'll be tracking that as we go along because I'm sure everybody is really curious about who's right and who's wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'll be wrong, but still. Anyway, so let's talk about. All right, so no, so we have PTC saying bowl pounding thrill. You think bowl as well, or yeah. yes or no? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we still. I, I don't really want to think about it at this point. I just want to okay. do it like one game at a time. But, yeah, I, like I mean, it. I think between – if we beat Kentucky, I feel really good about it. Even if we don't, Missouri and Vanderbilt are beatable. It's not going to be easy, but we can we can do it. Okay. I love it. Powell? I think we got a better chance of beating Kentucky than Missouri. I just yeah. – I, I, don't, I don't know why I fear them. I probably shouldn't. Uh, but I do for whatever, whatever reason. I, but if we beat Kentucky, definitely a bowl game. Um no, we don't win less than thirty percent chance right. uh, to make a bowl. Oh yeah, no, I think it's you're in trouble if you if you lose this one. This is yeah. this is the biggest game of the season. Um, so we'll we'll see. Well, cool. I you know I'll just add my prediction. Um, I think we go six and six and we make the bowl. I think we beat Kentucky and we beat Candy. So um, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how that goes, but. Uh, so interesting, there were so many hot takes on the board last night that you would have thought we were on the Duke Rivals website. Duke <laughs> and Kentucky played. It was a just absolute beatdown. And there's actually a basketball team headed by coach, you know, head coach uh, retirement Rick Barnes. Mm-hmm. And they are number six in the country. It's number six, right, guys? Yes. Yeah, number six. six, which I think is the highest preseason ranking or you know in start of season ranking we've ever had i might be wrong 
Um, I know we got to number one under Bruce Pearl. I have to do a, I have to cross out his name. Right. Which was an amazing game. But I think we're so excited for basketball season. I wanted to just kind of have a little bit of a discussion on this. First, let's talk about the Vols and we'll talk about Duke and Kentucky after that. Um, how excited are you guys for the season coming up? I mean, this is going to be magical. Or do you think it's going to be one of those, you know, highly ranked teams that doesn't hit expectations at all? I, I really don't see the last part uh, come true, GT. Yeah. Um, what were we really expecting out of Tennessee last year? I mean, we obviously wanted to make the tournament. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we hit last year's Cinderella. Loyola of Chicago. I mean, you know, maybe perhaps there was a little Catholic curse from their priestess that they had. Um, but I think that because we have such veteran leadership and the young guys that are coming on and, you know, looking at eyes, looking at bone and how they're playing, I think that guys like Grant Williams, Admiral, uh, they're going to keep it together. Fulkerson's going to keep it together on the mental side. And if we can play the type of defense we're capable of playing, we'll be in every game we play. Yeah, do you think? Do you guys think we have enough shooting? Maybe it's a dumb question, but I, I think Admiral had was on freaking fire towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And outside of him, I mean, he's not a pure shooter. I mean, he's a scorer. Um, you know, you've got Bowden. Bowden, that's a three-point shooter, but he's yeah. he's almost afraid to shoot sometimes. I mean, do we have enough shooting? I don't know. Is Bone did has he extended his his range? Do we have enough guys out there that can make some shots? Bone can. I mean, he's not a guy you want to rely on, but he can. You know, he um, he he his game is, and I was I was really excited to see him take the ball to the hole. As much as he did, and because that's his game, that's what he does best. He he's really he's much better when he plays faster. I think mm-hmm. instead of like I know, and that's fine that we slow it down and we work the ball around. We try to get quality shots and all that. But when we get the ball and go with it, it seems like that's just where he shines more. And I was real, I was really pleased to see him have the game he did. Um, I didn't really ever see any really just terrible, um, I, you know, uh, mistakes or just. Um, some of the stuff he he's done in the past were just like, what in the world has he done? You know, he didn't really have that. He didn't have that in the ex- exhibition game either that they played. So I don't know. I, I mean, that you know, we were told uh, we were told um, that he Bone had probably the best off season of anybody or one of the best. So maybe you know, and so far it looks like it. No, it's exciting, and I'm and I'm hoping that these guys can. I really hope that. Um, you know, again, with the, the ranking that we've gotten, number six in the country, all the expectations in the world, number two preseason SEC, which I think is freaking crap. But I still you know, can't believe we're behind Kentucky. Yeah, I know. You know, can these guys? I'm, I hope that retirement Rick, and <laughs> shout out to retirement Rick Barnes, whoever that handle is. I still think it's Duke Silver, but I think Duke Silver has like twenty eight different Seven. handles. You yeah, know. He's- I, I, you know, I think he's got a bunch of different names. I don't know how he pays for it. He, he must steal credit cards or something. I don't know. Um, but no, you know, all kidding aside, can these guys, you know, take the pressure of being that Tennessee team that has all these expectations and all the pressure on their shoulders to get to a final four? Cause that's really, it's final four or bust this year. Not to say that like next year is just gone, but you, 
you got to make the I final don't, four this year. I don't agree with that, GT. I don't think it's All final right. four. But the problem is, is that you got to take a look at his history um, when you're looking at <laughs> at the tournament. The tournament is a complete and total crapshoot. You got mm-hmm. Butler playing against uh, Duke in, in the championship game. You got VCU. You have George Mason. I uh, have Loyola of Chicago. You had South Carolina. Right. I mean, you've got. There are just. It's about who gets hot at the right time. That's and a good point. I think we were playing well enough down the stretch to probably get to the Sweet 16 last year, and then you know from there I don't know where we'd go. But again, we just ran into you know the that year Cinderella, and sometimes that happens. I mean. UVA has a dubious distinction of being the only number one seed to lose in mm. the opening weekend. I mean, where did you see that coming from? Yeah, but you didn't know? we didn't we get it? Didn't we get to the championship game last year, or did we lose before SEC championship? Because I know we won the regular season, but as far as the tournament, we got pretty far in the tournament, didn't we? Did we, we get lost to the, Kentucky? Didn't we? Yeah, didn't we lose to Kentucky yeah. in the championship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, you know. You, you have to win some games in the tournament, and that's the thought is, like, you know, you're doing well in tournament play. You go into the tournament, and, again, we went up against – we played amazing that first game, and then we, for whatever – I mean, we ran into Loyola, and it is what it is. But, you know, I do agree that it's all about, you know, can you hit your stride? I felt like we had hit our stride, but we hit, you know, you know, God was hitting his stride at the same time, right? So, right. you know, we couldn't – Stop that from happening, but uh, you know. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta look at it like this, right. uh, GT. There are three teams in the SEC uh, last year that could, you know, that that were playing extremely well. Us, Auburn, and Kentucky, obviously. You know, Florida wasn't Florida, and the rest of the teams are kind of hot garbage. Extrapolate that out to the tournament. Those are all teams who did extremely well in their conferences. And, mm-hmm. you know, they either get in because they won the conference championship um, or they get in as an at-large bid for what other reason. And you, I love March Madness. I think the tournament is one of the best things about college sports anywhere. But it is so maddening, too, because anyone, oh, yeah. anyone mm-hmm. can literally win. That's true. I never win my bracket, so I never pick the right team. So, and, um, and Pete Pounding, maybe you can find this out uh, if you've got it pulled up. Has there ever been an NCAA tournament? And I can't remember if there has been. I have a feeling there has, but I'm not sure. Were all four number one seeds made it to the final four? Well, that would be Didn't it happen like could... once just recently, like in the last couple of years? I feel like if it did, it did. It, it was recently, but I can't. I, I don't remember. Hmm. It was 2008. Um, what, who were the four teams? So 2008 was Kansas, Memphis, North Carolina, and UCLA. Okay. So that's wow. 10 years. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, so, no, I. No, I, no, no. I've, I've got one thing that says it happened in 2015. Um, let's see here. I don't know. I just Googled it and went by the first thing I saw. So, okay. 
It says uh, 2008. So oh, hold on a second. Whoops, me. whoops, whoops. That was women's. Oh, wait. <laughs> now. We've got a big contingent of Lady Vol fans, especially Bailey1999 yeah. is a big Lady <laughs> Vol donor. So, guys, come on yeah. now. There's the whole logo, heart thing. We actually need to have Heart's First Choice on here to talk about that. But uh, Yep. Um, that was a heart thing, right? With the lady balls. Anyway, mm-hmm. we need, uh, we need, we do need to have, and I'm working on getting Holly on here for the, uh, for the podcast. Um, make sure she has a pantsuit on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, man, I love during the, uh, during the women's basketball season, this is just an aside here, but I love doing the, the, uh, photo of Holly with her. She's like kneeling down and she's got her hand over her both her hands over her forehead and like she's just exasperated and you know after another home loss to a unranked team or whatever so mm-hmm. um but uh anyway it's going to be an interesting season any other i don't want to do predictions i just wanted to kind of talk about it let's talk about really quickly unless there's anything else anybody wants to any crazy predictions or anything on the tennessee team i said final four bus so i'm you know that's that's me but anybody else have anything player-wise, you know, breakout player? Um, and don't say Pons. Dang it. <laughs> it's going to be Pons. It's going to be him. I'm not sold on Pons, but that's – never mind. I'm just I think kidding. we beat – I think we beat Kansas. I think we're um, in a couple weeks. Really? Is that, is, I love it. Yeah, I think we, I think we beat them. I love it. Uh, um, they um, – the, uh, They played um, – I can't remember who it was last night. Was it last night or the night before? I can't remember. And I watched a little bit of that game. And I mean, that. I mean, I'm, I know they're good, but there's nothing just jumped out at me. Kind of like, you know, Kentucky last night. Sort of the same deal. Um, Hard for anything but, uh, to jump out at you at, at, at Kentucky when they're getting beat by 34. Oh every year they, every year. I mean, it's just it's just a Kentucky thing. I mean, every year they think they're okay. This is the year we're better this year. This they they had one guy to me. There was a guy that played inside, uh, kind of had some jacked up hair or something. I can't remember. But anyway, he was like he was like the only guy that looked like he belonged on the court uh, playing against Duke last night. I mean, like the rest of the guys. I mean, they just there wasn't anything special about them. Yeah, but he looked that the tall guy you said for Kentucky. Yes, he looked yes. like very uncoordinated though. He looked like he was, he was like a freshman in high school playing against you know guys in the NBA. It just yeah. Oh, and here, the crazy thing is, is Chashevsky's uh, starting the number one, number two, number three ranked players from the mm-hmm. twenty uh, was it last recruiting class, twenty seventeen class, mm-hmm. and they're all freshmen. Well, yeah. does he color his hair? By the way, I have no idea. He's like eighty years old, isn't he? His hair is just pitch black, and it never gets gray. I just, I've got so many gray hairs. I was just curious what he uses. But yeah, I've got some gray beard hairs. I want to know what people are using. Unbelievable! But uh, he must not be stressed out with all that money he's making in that high school gymnasium that they've got. But no, they've got something rolling over there at Duke, and I think Duke's going to be there at the end of the season. They'll probably hit a wall at some point. But when you thrash Kentucky like you did last night on a national stage with all the highlights and you know they're gonna re- they're gonna hit some adversity and those shots aren't gonna be falling. I, I'm not sold on Zion as a shooter. They're gonna never lose. No, I I think they're going to. I think they're going to hit 
you know, some rough times, but, you know. The rough times are going to be picked up by the rest of the McDonald's All-Americans they got coming yeah. off the match. Well, hey, again, I ain't saying they ain't going to win at all. Um, I think Tennessee is going to get to the Final Four, and who knows what's going to happen from there. You never know with injuries and all that kind of stuff, but um, it's going to be an interesting season. And uh, Alex, I know Alex one one eight eight or one eight one one or whatever it is. We love you, man. And he wants to talk, come on and talk some basketball during the season. So you're more than okay. welcome to do that. And I think uh, we're trying to get Rob Lewis because he's, I think he's the resident basketball guy. But uh, yeah, he's. We got to write some big, big, bigly, big, big, big checks to get Rob Lewis on. So Rob, if you're listening, mm-hmm. which I know you are, this late, 92 minutes in. Um, any anything else, guys, on the basketball season? I just wanted to hit that just real quickly, hit it and quit it. But uh, anything else? Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah. And it, it's a different exciting versus, um, you know, it's you have the expectations at the beginning, the beginning of the season. So, you know, there's the excitement of when you're overachieving and doing all, you're, you know, playing with house money. But now it's, hey, you know, we, we're expected to do really well. So that's mm-hmm. the cool part. And you've got some leadership. You have a great, great coaching staff. You have... You know, I think also uh, Alexander coming back is going to be freaking huge. Yep. Um, yeah. Because he, well, he played great last night. Oh my gosh, it's going to be yeah. amazing. So, I I just hope that the team enjoys this run that they're going to go on, and the fans embrace them. And you know, I just I I'm looking forward to a fun ride and some really fun games. I mean, you're looking. At, I was looking at the schedule just past couple minutes and. You know Louisville, Georgia Tech, which Georgia Tech's down, but still it's a it's a good ACC you know name. Gonzaga went to the uh, Duke Georgia Tech game last year. Oh yeah, that was fun. Hey man, it's mm-hmm. uh, where was the invite by the way? But uh, I took my big brother. Okay, all right. Well, we'll have to talk offline on that. But uh, yeah, so we we're kind of coming towards the end of the the evening here, guys. I know. Uh, now is kind of the troll of the week, and we actually didn't do that last week. Does anybody have any fun threads or anything that stood out to them this, you know, after the debacle of the Charlotte game till now? Anything that was we, fun? We discussed this earlier uh, in pre-show prep. It's got to be Jesse for that linebacker um, commitment. <laughs> that was just ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculously well played. So, can you go I mean, for I the guys that don't remember? Can you go through? Um, some linebacker uh, that no one had ever heard of. Wasn't it Juco? Um, I think. I don't know, but he called his list to like Arizona, yeah, UCLA, something like that, Texas A&M. Right. And Jesse said that you know, unfortunately, guys, Tennessee didn't make us make the top five or ten or whatever it was, and. No one had a clue who it was. People were scrambling all over rivals, checking off offer list, you know, looking up huddles and things. And they realized, wait a minute, who is this guy? And then they realized who the OP was, and it was like, ah, troll job. But it, yeah, the, it didn't the, happen until like fifteen posters in. <laughs> the thread title was uh, was something like um, he said something like Tennessee's doing a really good job of recruiting like uh, outside linebackers or something like that, but they're still struggling with the inside linebackers 
or something yeah. like that. They have, and then and and so and then and then it led into and they also missed a cut for this guy. And I was like, I don't know who that dude is. <laughs> and I follow, I'm, I'm not all over recruiting, but I follow it close enough to kind of know who the names are. And exactly, yeah, but yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> Jesse, yeah, I opened it you. up and thought, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, thank you for bringing the the heat every single week. I, you know, sometimes I feel like he's not even he's not even trying. He's just toying with us. It, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. just so easy for him. I will say this isn't really troll of the week, but this is you know again kind of going through one of the best threads of the week. I love threads with wrestling gifs in them. And again, people can say it's gif, but if you go actually Google the right way to say it, it's gif. Um, the creator of the gif says it's gif, like the uh, gif uh, peanut butter. But uh, so I like peanut butter. Yes, Austin Price with the standby thread earlier that I missed. Oh uh, yes, with the Undertaker coming up, and <laughs> I thought that was freaking amazing. So kudos, yep. Austin. I love that thread. Because there's so many like wrestling gifs on there, so that was fun. So, anything else, gentlemen? As we conclude the night, go balls. That's all I got. I hear someone with some beer bottles flying everywhere. Be- that, that was me. <laughs> um, the uh, the one severe weather thread that uh, was started earlier. Uh, Wasn't that Matt for Rocky Top? Yes, it was. And uh, and the this one dude keeps showing up is like D Miller eighty, and apparently his um, like uncle is a meteorologist or something like that. And it doesn't matter. It, oh, it yeah, doesn't he's matter. Called you out a bunch of times. Yeah, it, oh, and wow. uh, he will not say who his uncle is. I mean, he, he don't have to say. I mean, I can kind of understand that. But um, he uh, last year, I think it was when he kind of first started showing up in the weather threads. He said his uh, it was pretty funny because he said his um, his uh, whatever it was we were talking about. He said his uncle said it was totally the opposite, and um, they ended up being wrong. But anyway, he said that his uncle was a meteorologist, and the only only the only storm he's ever missed was the blizzard of '93. <laughs> and I'm like, so the biggest storm that we have ever had, like in this area, he missed. I'm like. Okay, whatever. But anyway, it was just he, he just keeps showing up and it's up in the weather threads. He's pretty funny actually. Um what, what's yeah. his name again, by the way, so we can call you know him. who uh you know D. the Miller AD volunteer. Okay. Mm, I don't think so. D D E volunteer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh he's actually a doctor where I work. Um uh-huh. And he called out Dr. Miller said, if you're an actually practicing physician, you should have your license revoked for being such a horrible person for wishing wow. that a guy who is a recovering substance abuse addict, which is our own Duke Silverball, God bless you, man. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Keep fighting. Yeah. Um, you know, he said, I said something about, you know, you should get back on your drugs or something. And the volunteer went after him. And then I came in after him as well. I thought, yeah. wow, that's just one of the worst things I've ever heard you say. And I can't believe yeah. he keeps popping back up on the freaking mm-hmm. board after being literally delittled so bad. Yeah, he he. I'm I'm in the weather quest thread, and he's saying my uncle called this 24 hours ago. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's your uncle. Well, what? It I remember I remember um, kind of that where mm-hmm. we were that at 
um, it, at that point in time, it kind of looked like it may not be as bad as what they first thought. And it wasn't like we were expecting some kind of major tornado outbreak. It wasn't like that. But um, we ended up, I think the state of Tennessee had like six, I think six confirmed tornadoes that night. I, I jumped on the, I actually jumped on Valquest the next morning yeah. and uh, looked and there was, I can't, I wish I could remember the posters. You got it pulled up. You can see there's two or three posters that actually did a really good job of like kind of keeping everybody updated. They was right. um, and stuff and uh, like, cause I think it was um, Southern middle Tennessee around Murfreesboro, some areas that are, um, was threatened pretty good and stuff. And so um, that was, you know, they, I mean, that was two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And so people were still up doing that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a guy VFL mm-hmm. uh, underscore VFL underscore that was doing some some good updates. Yes, and then it looked like Nomad Vol was another one that was doing so. Kudos, mm-hmm. and then All Vols uh, was yes. on here. But uh, Doctor Miller, man, you're you're getting your your tail whooped on here. Somebody responded, and he said someone was asking what his uncle's name was, and someone said Jim Cantor. So, So, uh, with that said, guys, thank you all so much. PTC, Pounding Thrill, Powell Vols. I'm glad we got some weather quests in, so thank you for for doing that. And then uh, Bleed Orange, who, like I said, he's he's, uh, counting sheep now. He's in his uh, sleep number bed. His number's 99. It's really, it's one of the firmest beds. Um, You know, he's got a bad back, and he's limping around everywhere, but... uh, you know, thank you guys so much for being on. This is the number six podcast. This is amazing. We're it, we've been going for six weeks now. It's it's really exciting, really fun. Thank you all so much for listening, and to the the crew that's on here tonight, and you guys are the regulars. But thank you all so much. Um, everyone have a good day, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Uh, this thank you for the support, and go Vols. And with that. Thank <laughs> you.